As federal agencies race to roll out emerging technology, blockchain has faded a bit compared to artificial intelligence and robotic process automation. But the distributed ledger technology has become a hit at the Department of Health and Human Services. The agency already uses blockchain in its acquisition shop to buy bulk items more cheaply. But now the Food and Drug Administration sees blockchain as a tool for supply chain management. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the latest on all of this. And let's start with the FDA, Jory. What's what's the hot issue for them and blockchain? The Food and Drug Administration wants to use blockchain as a way to keep better tabs on the farmers and suppliers and growers out there to identify when there is a, a contamination scare, better identify the specific farm or facility where that contaminated produce or what have you was, was identified or where it was grown from. Uh, this was born out of a new idea from Frank Yanis, who uh, until recently, who recently became the deputy commissioner of the FDA for food policy response. Uh, he gave an overview of how he arrived at using blockchain to solve this problem at, an, at a recent ACT-IAC conference. I can assure you we're not chasing blockchain technology just because it's cool, and it's in the news, and it makes stock prices go up. But I do believe it's a good solution for the food system. This is why. I've been pursuing this holy grail of trying to create a digital food system and greater traceability and transparency. But how have I been doing it for the past three decades? Using centralized databases. If you think of the food system, is it a food chain often described? You know, you try to get everybody in a centralized data system and it's linear in nature. No, the food system is very decentralized and distributed. And if you think about the food system, in fact, it's a decentralized and distributed food system with many different actors. And if you think about blockchain architecture in the food system, that's when you start saying, hey, maybe they match up. Okay, so we can see why they might be wanting to pursue this. Was there some event that led FDA to kind of start thinking this way? Last fall, uh, last November, actually, there was a big health scare, if you remember, about romaine lettuce. There was a massive recall across the country. Oh, yes. I threw some of it down the disposer myself. Right, right. It was right before Thanksgiving. It was a big, you know, grocery buying event. Uh, I don't know if many people are buying salad for Thanksgiving, but, you know, it was being pulled off shelves. 62 people got sick across the country until eventually the FDA was able to identify a few farms in California that were the source of that contamination. But it really really did identify a, a crisis moment for the FDA, and they did put out a memo uh, looking at ways to better, you know, have a smarter supply chain for these things. And so not wanting to waste a crisis, this is really the solution that they've come uh, forward with, with uh, you know, to, to resolve these kinds of things. Um, Yanis, he previously had food safety roles at Walmart as well as Disney. And at the the former at Walmart, he uh, he had a proof of concept with, with mangoes. They are almost exclusively grown by small providers in Central and South America and was able to shrink that the idea of a contamination down from weeks to, to seconds that they could scan a barcode and say this pack of mangoes was grown in, you know, Ecuador. Interesting. All right. So is FDA going to do this by itself? Or does it plan to work with private industry to get some sort of a blockchain solution going? The, the FDA really does see this as a private-public partnership. HHS would FDA, rather, would own the, the data behind this blockchain, but it would really be the producers and the growers being in charge of maintaining the data that's on that blockchain. So Yanis really says that FDA's role in all this would be as a regulator and a coordinator. Here he gave a better overview of what that would really look like. I hear the private sector say they're going to be interoperable, but it's easy to say it now because nobody's really working on interoperability. 
but to really force that conversation and move it along. As you develop them, interoperability has to be front and center for these things to really scale and something as broad as the food system. So those are two natural places to start. I think it's what I call pulling the levers that will allow the technology to scale. We can do pilots, but I tell my team, I'm not that interested in pilots. I've seen enough pilots know that the technology can work, but what's the public sector's role to allow these solutions to scale in a way that's trusted by society? All right, so that's Frank Yanis. He's the deputy commissioner of the FDA for food policy response. And earlier we mentioned health and human services. And by the way, we're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. HHS has a new CIO who could be called Mr. Blockchain in the government. What's going on at Health and Human Services, Jory? Well, speaking about scalability, there is, you know, HHS has stood out as really the role model for rolling out blockchain. They have a program called HHS Accelerate, and it's a blockchain and AI solution. They really want to take block, they want to take bulk purchase data, HHS being a, a very federated agency, and they do buy a lot of different things, but they want to identify things that they buy in common, like, medical gloves or pipettes and really identify, oh, if if NIH is buying it at this price and FDA is buying it at this price, can we get it down to that lowest price possible? Sort of a HHS-level program version of Smart Buy. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. And so uh, there was a big milestone for this program just late last year in December. Uh, HHS was using kind of dummy data to feed this blockchain, but it was working so well in the pilot stage that they now are running live data, actual procurement data on these purchases and yielding results. So it's it's a big feather in Jose Arrieta's uh, cap. He is now the new CIO at HHS, and he's really been the face behind this project. Yeah. So in other words, they are beyond the stage at which they look at this as an experimental type of technology but instead take it the same way in earlier years agencies took database technology, which is a mature, stable, understandable platform, and they can concentrate on applications on top of the databases and not on the database itself, I guess, to make the analogy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really gotten out of the pilot stage, which is, you know, often where we hear these things, and sometimes that's often where they, they remain that they don't ever get you know to full scalability and and use within the agency so it's great to see one of these these exciting new ideas really kind of flourish and flesh out in a way yeah they're kind of new i mean i think blockchain's been in the banking and finance industry probably for a generation all right so hhs accelerate on supply chain what else are they doing what's next for for hhs so HHS is really satisfied with the progress that they've made, but they're really looking for partners, you know, other agency partners to really collaborate on. And, you know, the, the blockchain is really only as valuable as the data that's on it. So they really are looking to the military services now to build a partnership there. Uh, Jose Arrieta, again, is the CIO of HHS. He gave a, a further overview of what he's looking to do with that blockchain technology. The infrastructure of Accelerate actually facilitates ingest of data, organization of data, and access to data by a number of different players. So we're actually in pretty intense conversations with both the Army and the Air Force who have an interest in um, either replicating Accelerate or making an investment in Accelerate so that they can use it within their mission space. So, you know, for those of you that don't think blockchain can work, it's actually working. It's actually working at scale. Simple as that. Okay, so we can put the experiments behind us, as Mr. Yanis and Mr. Arietta have said. Do we know if there's any interest on the part of DOD yet in joining it up with HHS on Accelerate? 
I had caught up with Arietta shortly after he had made these remarks at this act, this act IAC conference, and he said it's still early stages for you know what he can divulge of what's been made of these talks with with specifically the Army and the Air Force are the, the people he's sitting down with, but still very early stages. But they, he said there might be an announcement in a couple of weeks. Well, so, that's interesting. So my other question at this ACT IAC event was the General Services Administration there, because if HHS is using it for commodity buys like pipettes that happen across so many of their units, including all of the NIH institutes, it seems like a perfect thing for GSA. Is it ponders its government-wide marketplace, its e-marketplace that it's building, and its smart buy initiative, which has been going on for several years. Certainly, GSA has played a, a big role with, with RPA in trying, to identi- in trying to identify these. Robotic process automation. Right. Robotic process automation, correct, in trying to you know, tackle these very, these very same problems. Um, you know, let's not forget that Jose Arrieta, before going to HHS, was a uh, – was someone who worked in this space at GSA. So definitely a lot of uh, activity going on in GSA as it pertains to blockchain. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. You can check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com.